On the third live stream, he closed $1.2 million. What? Wired funds from what? an audience of 30, 33. I said, I don't want to do CT scans anymore. They, they give me radiation. She goes, yeah, but those, she goes, radiation poisoning takes 20 years and you're not going to live 20 years. DC, without a doubt, Marvel is for children. Um, <laughs> Marvel is Disneyland. Today, I am joined by a dear friend of mine, Owen Video. Owen, how are you today? I'm so good, man. That was a great, that was a great podcast intro. Today, I'm, I love it. You jump right in. Dude, so good to see you. I wanted to chat with you today because in my experience with you throughout the years, with your clients and with, with um, your consulting business and seeing you as an MC at different events, yeah, I see you as a giant among men, oh. one who who just kind of walks around the rest of us like he's normal, but we all know that you're great. So I wanted to thank you so much, bro. I, I don't even know that that's warranted. Um, I, I have a similar respect for you. Like you have built the thumbnail company that we have all needed. You've done, so, you've done such big work with such big people. And I'll, I'll tell you, like for me, when I'm around you guys, when I'm around the video community, like I feel like I'm amongst my peers and my colleagues, you know, and, and we're like the Avengers, right? Like you, like <laughs> everyone's got their own superpower. You know what I mean? It's like, this guy did this with a vegetable channel. And like that guy did this with like this tap shoe channel. And, you know, I've done extremely well on YouTube in um, coaching companies to to come on to YouTube. I've done very well with my own YouTube and um I've I've managed big YouTube channels. And so like I'm kind of one of these guys it's like maybe not like you know I don't know that I'll ever be the guy with 3 million subscribers, right? Sure. Um but I but I've <laughs> I've run strategy for the guy who's got 3 million subscribers. You know what I'm saying? Like I helped the guy with 1 million subscribers make 1 million dollars, you know. And that's that's my key thing too is like we're really good at um, monetizing YouTube outside of like AdSense and sponsorships. We do, we do that. Like we're, yeah, I'm big on, you, yeah, I've done sponsorships for so long, but like you should be building your own thing, man. If YouTube goes out tomorrow, like you, you should have your own thing that you, that you, you, your heart won't skip a beat. So anyway, I'm chatting. A lot of that's the coffee talking. <laughs> well, so you bring up a great point when it comes to relying on AdSense revenue, you know, that's what we did with uh, Epic Toy Channel um, yeah. for years. And then COPPA happened, um, which came out of nowhere to us. I mean, I guess it had been in the works for years. Uh, behind if the you scenes. knew Disney Plus was launching, you saw, you saw this coming. Like I had a feeling that Disney was going to somehow get involved with YouTube. I like, I'm going to get conspiratorial. Let's like, go. I believe it. that Disney was very much at the head of this, pushing this through, through their side organizations. And they're like, you don't get to market to kids. Only Disney gets to market to kids. And so someone at Disney shook hands with someone at YouTube. They introduced COPPA. They made everybody feel like criminals, like overnight, like you're targeting children. Right. And, and it's like, because that's what they wanted to do. It was devastating. So many of our friends who were there at the conferences, they were at Clamor Summit, like, and we just, we, we slowly stopped seeing them. Yeah. It's funny. You've mentioned Disney because when we hit a million subscribers on Epic toy channel, we were at Disneyland in California <laughs> and, then, and then 
that news came out while we're at Disneyland and we're like, oh my gosh. And then we, we worked it for a while and we still post videos every now and then, but, um, not worth it. AdSense never moves in the direction of the creator um, in my mind, right? Like even the newest um, sort of uh, AdSense, yeah. it never does. Like e even like, remember when they came out, they're like, hey, from now on, um, we're going to monetize your channel, even though you don't qualify to receive monetization from it. So, and it's like, oh, I guess so. Like you run the ads and make the platform possible. So you could just like work off my back for free. Um you know, that was a change in ad. That didn't move in the way of the creator, right? Um, and then even these more recent AdSense changes, like where, you know, you basically have to put a red flashing sign on your video that says, this is an ad, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me meanwhile, like, that's not what, that's not what, what other brands have to do. Like it, it it's, again, it's not designed for the creator um it, it's designed to, for corporate interests and so like we have to be building our own thing and this is gonna this challenges a lot of creators because the whole plan was i want to be famous the whole plan was like i want to talk show i want a tv show i want to do my own thing and get millions of views but it's like man guys this idea that millions of views or millions of subscribers equates to millions of dollars is wrong so many of us like your adsense will cover the cost of the video sometimes hopefully yeah, yeah. but you can't build on that you know no. no no yeah adsense needs to be the icing on top right yes don't rely on it thankfully we had custom thumbnails that was rocking and rolling when all that happened um or we would have been <laughs> really hurt but, yes, but that, and that's exactly my point, right? Like you developed else. a business out of your, your needs, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I've been talking about this with creators for a long time. You know, I, I got a lot of pushback from the audience or the community is probably a better word at first. Cause it's not really my audience, right? Like, sure. um, I'm very close with Nick Nimmin and. Yeah. Um, Dean okay. and, and Daniel Batal and the two buddy family. Like I'm like integrated with the two. I'm, I'm on their advisory board. Right. Like, um, and, and, and many others. And I would appear on their shows and on their channels. And I'll talk about like, you guys got to have a business. Oh, they hated that. They're like, there was kind of this sense of, uh, you know, this guy is like business guy doesn't get us. He's creator. Uh, he's not a creator guy, but it's like, no, man, like I, I love creators so much. I think you should build a whole business around it. And YouTube's a part of that business. Yes. Right. Um, but you built a company that that thrives like the gold miners, right? Like, yes, I was going to bring this up. Yes. You don't like. OK, so tell that story. Well, I, if we're if we're talking about the same thing, um, I was thinking about this when you were talking about your strategy, how you've helped the guy who has a million subscribers make a million dollars. Yes. That's what I do with custom thumbnails is. We're selling the shovels and the wheelbarrows for the gold miners who are mining for the gold. Instead of digging for gold, we're going to go sell shovels to those who are digging for gold. We're going to open restaurants and feed the people. Yes. That's exactly right, right? So it's like, what are you doing, right? If you've got a channel that's um, for uh, pets and pet lovers, right? Like, um, how can you create an off-site community? product service that people will pay for preferably on a recurring basis 
right. um, that'll offset and, and, and offset your money uh, and also scale potential, right? You know, what I do is not necessarily scale potential, right? Like we bring on clients uh, for $20,000 at a time, right? Like that's, that's our entry level clients. Um, we, we do have a program for creators. It's a thousand bucks a year. So it's a, it's a little bit different. It's like a $97 a month program. Um, but keep in mind, that's also designed for a certain type of creator. It's designed more for like, you own a business and you want to create. So it's like that business owner thing is first, right? right? Right. We, we really teach product sales and email opt-ins and like those tactical types of strategies. Um, that's scalable, but it wouldn't meet my income needs right now. Right. right? So we created a coaching program and we first went after, you know, it's like, who can we target? Who can we serve? Um, that has the type of money that we want to make doing this. Right. And so, um, you, you know, we had to figure out who that was. It was like creators at first. And then it was like, you know, I noticed that a lot of our creators actually have companies, they're coaches or they're like, um, in fact, I started my business going door to door, knocking on business doors with a video camera, right? And I was like, no way. Yeah. I was like, there was this map listing place that contracted with me, right? So it was like, it, Google Maps wasn't a thing yet. It was called, um, I don't remember what it's called, but I'd knock on doors and I would say like, hey, that's like this new Google map thing. Like your video will go next to your Google map listing. And, and it did. Um, so 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So natural, like my, my, I started in the business community. So it was like, okay, but like learning who was really buying the product, I'm going to YouTube events, trying to sell creators. I was like, "Ah, it's really work. Right. Like, but when I go to these business conferences, like that works better. So finding a good product that, that it was like fewer people, this is my point. Yeah. Fewer people hired denomination, $20,000, right? right? Now, you're a company and you want to work with us more like $35,000, right? Because it's like, you got seven people got to log into a call there. And that's, you, I'm just giving you like rough numbers. Sure. But I need fewer of those right. to live the kind of lifestyle I want to live, right? Um, that worked for me. And there's some people out there, like you got to think when you're monetizing your stuff, mm-hmm. it's very easy to go, oh, five bucks a month. I'm going to do five bucks a month so everyone can afford it. Right. But right. then it's like, you got, so now you got like 35 people paying five bucks a month, man. Right. You're making 150 bucks a month. Come on. Like right. Right. add value, man. Like add right. like, for some, so many of you, it's going to be more like a 1000 or a $5,000 type of thing that will just change. And you will find that 10 people will spend that with you easily. Right. So let's talk about miracles you've seen, because I've, I hear all the time that YouTube is oversaturated, that the heyday is over. I, I disagree with that, but I've been hearing that since 2010 when I started. Totally. What miracles have you seen? Uh, I'll give you an example. I had a client a few years ago who relied on AdSense money and endorsements um, yeah. for his fish tank channel. Yeah, he cool. just filmed fish tanks, cool fish tanks, but just tanks of fish. Was it like, was it like, Hey, today I'm looking at this tank or, or was it like 60 minutes of an aquarium? Both, both. No. Yes. And he would live stream. He had all sorts of tanks and he would live stream them. Dude, and, I and- would put that as a screensaver. If I had guests over, I, that's the kind of thing I would put on my TV and like, just lube. I love that kind of stuff. Anyway. 
it, no, but it's crazy the kind of niches that people find and make a ton of money doing it. So just curious in your experience, what what miracles have you seen? Yeah, I mean, so many. Um, let's talk about Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is an endodontist, okay? okay. Uh, widely known on the East Coast, according to him, right? He's like, man, everybody knows me out here. Uh, there's only so many people that do what I do, right? So I don't even know that he has a home office. Maybe he does, but like he, you know, he like he goes into that office to do a surgery, goes into that office to do a surgery. Right. So he's an endodontist, wants to teach other dentists how to invest in multifamily real estate, how to buy apartment buildings. Whoa. And I love that kind of thing, man, because that is so niche right. um, that it's like almost like being a part of a chess club or, 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 or like something like I'm part of like an off-road kind of club. It's like, that's a built-in audience. Like, I think that the, the marketer thing is like, no way, man, that's too small. But in today's world of segmented, like segmented reality, right? Like we spend so much time online that our offline time has become more valuable. Like we, we want to like interact with people. Right. There's been um resurgence in bowling leagues, girl scouts, boy scouts, uh, churches, like people want to communicate. So communities are actually getting stronger. Right. And uh, I, I believe what Elon Musk is building over at X is, is designed to accommodate that. Um, Interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twitter, I think is going to be like the back, like the, Twitter's going to be kind of like how how you interact in certain news feeds, I think. But like, there's going to be uh, more of a community thing going on there. Um, right. So when you're a part of those communities, like Johnny was, like he had this built-in audience. And so we go, it's like, do we go after anyone who wants to invest in real estate? You can teach them. And he's like, no, I speak to dentists. He's like, that's the audience I know. That's the audience I want to speak to. So he starts making videos about dentists. Now, his videos do fine, right? I think that he recently crossed the 1,000 subscriber mark, and so that was really great to see. But here was what our model was, was like one video a week, one short per week, and a live stream at the end of every month. That was going to be our production cycle. Okay. His first cycle, 90 days, right? So we did that for 90 days. On the third live stream, he closed $1.2 million what? in wired funds from what? an audience of 30, 33. What? Yeah. What? And it's a course he's selling? A course in consulting? No, he actually presented an apartment building. He was like, okay, you guys have known me for three months. We've been exploring this property. Today's the day to put up or shut up, right? So- you know, oh. stream number one was how to find a property. Look, I found one. We'll dissect this one next month. Next month, it's like, let's dissect this property. Month three was like, okay, today we're going to look at what it takes to, to buy this property, right? And 1.2 million that day, a total of 2 million by the time the property closed. Oh my goodness. Yes. Fantastic stuff, right? That's Fantastic insane. Stuff. Now we've got some stories as well on like views, right? Yeah. And and that's how about Austin Armstrong? Austin Armstrong came into our workshop with already 
a great idea of how to do reels. He already came to us like, I'm doing them. I like them. I'm committed to it. But when he came to the workshop, he actually figured out how the YouTube algorithm works. So here's a great, here's a great program for creators out there listening. Our monthly workshops are extremely valuable. Um, and they're going to show you not just like the secret, I would say the secret to the algorithm, but like probably that thing you're missing, you see it, you know it internally, but that it's like, you need someone to point it out to you almost. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, right? how did I not see that before? And this is what my mentor, Daryl Eves teaches, right? Daryl Eves is Mr. Beast's yep. uh, channel manager, executive producer of The Chosen, right? Like this is the guy trained me. I was in his mastermind for two years, like me and oh, like wow. five other guys, just like working with Daryl on a monthly basis. So you're going to see that in the workshop, but then you're also going to see like how to construct a video and like keep it all together. Right. So Austin Armstrong came to that workshop and he even challenged me. He's like, I can't see this working for me. He's like, it seems dull. It seems like it's going to get old. People aren't going to jive with it. I said, bro, follow it for 30 days. What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? Okay. In that 30 days, one of his videos blew up overnight, like four, half a million in like two days. Uh, eventually got to a million. We're all watching this thing blow up. But then, you know, the the chain link events. Yes. And these are all on websites. It's like top five websites that do this, top five websites that do that. Starts to trickle down. The guy hits a million subscribers, gold play button from the shorts that he's uploading. What? And there is no doubt about it. There was, he wrote us a, an email. He wrote us a, a Facebook message. He's like, dude, thank you so much. He's like, I didn't believe you. And to this day, when I post about my workshops, he'll be like, Hey, the workshops were like where it's at. So Austin Armstrong is like, man. And he's a, he's like a TikTok coach, TikTok right. coach who blew up um, on YouTube talking about like top five websites. And that's, if you look at his, that's all it is. So like miracles are happening every day. And it's like, are you willing? Yes to follow the recipe to do it. Cause I, I feel like a, a lot of creators are following, like, I want to make a video about X and that's their North star. And like, that's maybe why things aren't hitting. Yes. Hey, I vlogged on two different channels every day for three years. It didn't hit. And wow. then, and then, yeah, no, it's insane. And um, we started in 2010, got nowhere. And then you said, if you're willing to follow the recipe, you have to follow the recipe. Like just if you, if you want to lose weight or add muscle, there's a recipe yeah. involved with this um, kind of mimicking what other people do. Totally. Had success. And what's working now, right? Like um, I think that's a, like a, a really strategic part of YouTube is um, looking at what's working. Like, what are you doing now? And, and like making a change. So it's like, okay, well, this has been working. And this is, you and I have been in this game for a long time, right? Like when we go to the conference, like how many people, I've been in YouTube for 13 years. It is all I've ever done professionally. And my, the first thing I ever did was like, I mean, I, I had sales jobs and whatnot, like largely getting fired. I have been fired like 20 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. From, from every type of job, man. Like I have been fired from restaurant jobs. I did a lot of restaurants for many, many years. Um, oh, that's and, and I went into in-home sales. Um, yeah. Can't really get fired from that. Um, but it certainly was like, like I got, they stopped calling me. Right. Um, yeah. 
did I did radio. I got a corporate job. Um, I, I got a kind of job I, I thought you don't you need a degree for, but sure. they didn't ask for a degree, right? Is that a Christian radio station? Um, and at the time I wasn't even a Christian. Like that's the crazy part, is like that <laughs> God used that in my journey. Cause like this music's pretty good. I I like this song, you know what I mean? And like all this. I met my wife through that. So a whole whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, they fired me, man. They wow. fired me. And I was the number one salesperson in the company. Oh, wow. That's how much they're like, dude, just get out of here. The money's not worth it, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took my billing. You know, they took all the sales. And it's like, now they just don't have to pay me the 40 grand a year or whatever low ball they were paying me. You know, good for good on them, right? It's like YouTube and AdSense. It's like, hey, we found a new way to make you feel good about us not paying you for playing ads in front of your videos, right? Like, um, so, so, so there's, there's that, but that's when I was like, when I got fired from the radio station, I was like, I, it was 2008 YouTube. I think the number one thing on YouTube was evolution of dance. Okay. I think, um, but I, I can't tell you if vine was starting No, it couldn't have been vine yet, but vine came a couple years later, but let me go with me on this one. I was already making skit videos. And and just showing them to family and friends. And I was like, you know what? I am going all in on YouTube. And I don't care. I remember leaving. I remember packing up my desk at the radio station. I'm gonna go, I'm going on to YouTube and I don't know what it's gonna look like, right. but I'm never gonna have a job again. And that's what I did. The first thing I did was like I I went, so I I moved as like I can no longer afford uh California, and I don't I, this is where. So I took a small hiatus. I was like, I'm going to go live with my dad. And so I, I spent some time in my dad. I felt like a loser, man. And I was like 29 years old, um, felt like a loser. Like, so I go in my dad's house and I start making like these green screen sketch comedy videos uh, in my basement. A couple of those go viral on this new YouTube thing. And that's where I had this thing like, wait a minute, I'll teach companies how to do this. Um, and, and I'll make more money. And I, I made six figures my first year on YouTube, you know, now I I've also, I've started so many channels too. Like I've, I've, I've had, but when you know the process, like we were talking about is the recipe, when you kind of know the process, I started a marriage. Um, I don't know if you knew this marriage coaching channel with my wife that hit 3000 subs, like off of two videos. I started an Amazon Alexa channel that, that hit 2000 subs pretty quick into it. Yeah. Um, I have a cancer channel at 2000 subs. And yeah. this is, this is in the past been my Achilles heel as, as like, I have an idea and I start a channel. Right. And then I sort of abandon it. Right. So, and my main channel's got 60,000 subs. Like that's no, that's, that's no small, uh, a, a deal, but, but we've been able to grow what was six and then a seven figure business largely from leads that we got from youtube i mean period wow. and it's just like we know how to do it like you just got to do this and that's what i see creators not doing is like they're vlogging every day for 365 days finding something to do and it's right. like yeah but is the marketplace even asking for that right right completely yeah i've i've burned a lot of time doing that but it was an educational process at the same time i've always found um, content creation to kind of be recession proof. And that's always yeah. been in the back of my mind. Yeah. Is 
the fact that a recession can hit at any time. But now my mind has shifted to AI. I need to find, everyone needs to find something that they can do to one, utilize AI, but also yeah. AI proof their income. Yeah, it's really good. And, and that's the big thing right now too, right? Is, is AI. So like uh, being able to recognize trends, um, I, I think is a key skill. And uh, every big uh, growth that I, like, you know, I've seen in my channel um, precedes a trend, right? So it's like, ah, this is coming. Like um, uh, we, we saw AI coming. And so it's like, okay, chat GPT is getting big. I did this tar very targeted post on Facebook about ChatGPT. It was like this triumphant Owen is stepping into ChatGPT. I'm pretty influential on Facebook, right? Like I have like a good uh, – people are talking with me on Facebook. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to go all in on ChatGPT. I'm going to tell people they should get onto this. That's like a that's like a, a plant your flag in the ground, right? Some people, ah, blah, 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 it's all this stuff. So we made this post. It, it went viral for me. Um, 500 email names. Whoa. And that was the post was like, get my chat GPT prompts, right? Like this thing's going to blow up. And these prompts, like I was like, these prompts are, are elementary, but they'll, they'll get you started. Right? right. So in three days, 500 leads from Facebook. Then we made a series of videos for YouTube that were on video related, um, chat, uh, AI tools, right? Like, so we did one that was on like, um, Chat GPT for Chrome, that one tanked. Um, but we did uh, YouTube, and we did another one on like social media images um, with Dustin Stout. Do you know Dustin Stout? I don't. Okay, so Dustin Stout owns a software called Magi, M-A-G-A-I. Okay. And anybody interested in, in, in AI tools, like right. prompt creators, image creators, this is the software to use. Okay. Unbelievable, incredible. So I've known Dustin for years. He's developed other great softwares that we all know and love. But but this is like, here he is in the second phase of his career. And it's like, he did it again. He did made some amazing software. Now I mentioned that because I did an interview with him on another software he did. Right. That, that didn't very well at all. <laughs> so, so we did a video on that. The video tanks. Right. And then Magi comes out and I'm like, why didn't we do it? Why didn't you tell me you were building this? You know, this is like kind of a funny story. Oh, but we made three videos on, on AI prompt tools. Um, the third one blew up like 40,000 views for us. That's, that's huge for us. Right. Dude, so, yeah. um, so, so here's what happens. We generate the 500 leads from uh, Facebook and then we create a series for them on YouTube. And we're now emailing them this series, right? And it's this virtuous cycle. Yeah, right. but Owen, you said those two videos tanked. Yeah, they didn't. They got their views, at, you, you know, a couple thousand views, but they didn't. They didn't do like the. That's why we make three. You you make these videos in in these segments that are preceding a trend, and your whole goal is to see one of them take off, right? Yeah. And we've done that now. So it's like, okay, that took off. What, like, what's the follow-up for that? Now that we have that data set, um, uh, videos on YouTube-related AI tools do well. Images didn't do well. Um, Chat GPT didn't do well. So, so let. So now that kind of fulfills our contents, right? So now we'll go into that. We'll make more videos off of, of video AI tools. And the objective is like, hey, these would perform at a at, at either a, a receding level or or a better level. 
but we knew the trend was coming. We were able to grow our channel by a bunch, brought a whole bunch of new viewers to the channel. And now those people are getting to see my past videos and, and hopefully developing an affinity for me. So, you, right. you know, that's the thing is I, I see like every video you're doing is like on something different. And, and I don't see that you're following a thread. I don't see that you're, you, you found gold somewhere. I don't see you've created affinity with your audience. Right. So that's kind of the first thing. And I think an email list is huge. Like how, how could you not be generating an email list of people that like, Hey, I, I really like your stuff, you know? Yes, completely, completely. Do you ever do um, text marketing? I love text marketing. Text marketing is the new email. Um, and I use, look, I think it's, I want to say it's owenvideo.com slash go high level okay. or owenvideo.com slash high level. Have you heard of high level? I have not. No. Okay. I love it. Like I've used all of it, right? I've used MailChimp. I've used um, uh, uh, ClickFunnels, ActiveCampaign. Like we're funnel masters. We've always been about like um, gathering an email list, right? And and gathering names. It's like you do videos, you email them to your list. You do videos, you email them to your list, right? And in your emails, you're like, hey, get on my list, right? Download my guide, right? <laughs> um, I was even getting, I even got like 1,000, 1,200 new leads this is early on from a a, a a lead magnet i hadn't even made yet right i i oh. just said it's coming and if you want it right give me your name and so it was three months before i delivered it okay. and when i delivered it it was so good that the the, uh, the list came to life it was just all oh, we've been waiting for anyway so you don't even need a lead magnet you should do like the promise of the lead magnet Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is like get my free guide or join my email newsletter, join my free community, whatever it is, you know, like. Right. Um, so I've always loved email marketing and uh, the results have they're being diminished, right? Like it used to be the model was like get a hundred thousand person email list and right. then sell to them. Like that was the old model. Yeah. Uh, Amy Porterfield uh, model, the David Seitman Garland, what I can't remember his name, like there, James Wedmore. And I, I love James Wedmore, but like, you know, huge lists conversion. Now it's like smaller lists, more engagement. Okay. So our click through, like our open rates on email are going up to like 40%. Whoa. Uh, yeah, totally. But it's from fewer people. It's from 4,000 people instead of 40,000 people. It's targeted. I mean, yeah, that's huge. They are targeted there. So there's there, but there's an up and down sure. text marketing changes that Okay. text marketing creates an open rate of closer to like a hundred percent, you know? God. And, and so you're bypassing the subject line fiasco, right? Oh because, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a, you first like subject line, has to get them to open and i'll go beyond you man with email it's like google has to decide that your email is even going to get put in their inbox that's so true you yes. know what i mean and then it's 40 percent of the deliverables so you're losing people it's like total on your list total do not subscribe total delivered total opened total clicked right it's like all these steps where it's like on text you could just say hey jim owen here Today's a great day to make the best YouTube video you've ever made. Let us know how we can help. Boom. Killer. Yeah. You know, and you're just a part of their day. I don't need them to respond. Now, if I got a video worth coming out, like I'm not going to text you every video, but if I got a video, I think you should see. Right. Um, 
I might be like, hey, Jim, sorry to bug. I've got a video that just came out. Uh, it's about X, Y, and Z. I wanted to share it with you, but thought I would ask first. Um, can yeah. I send you this video? And then you can auto do it, right? So they put yes. Then, hey, appreciate that. Here's the link. Hope you enjoy. Boom. They send you the the thing. They say no. It's like, hey, no problem. Thought I'm glad I asked first. Yes. Respectful. Right? Yep. Totally. And, and so, but now you got people that are asking for your video. They receive, like, it's so easy to set that up um, that it's like, I can't imagine why everybody wouldn't be doing it. And I hear, I, I know I hear, so text messaging is key. And I hear, you know, a lot of creators, I, I know for me, I like to engage. Like I'm on, I just did a bunch of shopping for my photos, my, my stock photos and stuff like for my company. Um, so we bought a bunch of stuff from like Macy's and Foot Locker or whatever. It's like, oh, do you want to be on our text list? Like, let us text you a receipt. You get 25% off. So I'm getting all these text messages, right? <laughs> Dude, it's it's like, so Macy's bugs me, okay? No problem. I just, <laughs> it's not a big deal, right? Um, Foot Locker hasn't texted me once. So maybe when I get it, I'll like it. I don't know. I, I'm not dying to unsubscribe, Right. Macy starts texting me every day, 40% off women, 60% off of boys, clearly designed for moms, not for me. Right. So this is designed for like, cause it's like everybody we got Oprah's like, we got clothes for men. We got clothes for boys. We got clothes for girls. We got perfumes. Let me know when suit coats are half off. You sure. know what I mean? Sure, um, yeah. So, so I go to Macy's, I go, stop done. I'm off their list. Right. So I feel like with the text message, it's yours to lose, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you can easily connect them onto TikTok from their Instagram. So I think that everybody needs to be doing it. Like you as a creator, you have to build affinity with your audience to where like they want to take time out of their week right. and spend it with you, right? They, they're going to say like, I want to go hang out with Owen, not I'm going to go to YouTube, Right. Yes. My kids, right? My kids say we want to watch Mr. Beast. What they mean is we want to go to YouTube right. and and watch Mr. Beast and Iraq and Ryan Trahan. Like that's what they mean, but they say Mr. Beast. That's a brand right there. Yeah. Well said. Where uh, where are you with uh, TikTok? Are I you like TikTok. I'm going back on TikTok. So okay. we. We we were early um, early successful on TikTok doing family skits right. This is me. I create a different channel wherever I go, guys. Like TikTok comes out, I'm like, I think I'd like to dominate that channel, <laughs> and so I do. I dominate it. I make a bunch of YouTube videos on how to dominate it, um, and yeah. and you know, and then like hopefully those videos do well. My TikTok videos did pretty well, but yeah. I was also going through cancer at that time. So uh, you know, I I received a stage four terminal cancer diagnosis. Um, almost three years ago was when I received the diagnosis. Um, and my, when I got the diagnosis, our TikTok channel was at, um, maybe 60,000. Wow. So as a core strategy for handling cancer, it was laughter, right? So it's like, we're going to make some TikTok videos. And we did, we got our channel to a quarter million subscribers. And then like, I just had to really get focused on healing. Right. Um, and, and getting better. And I, and I, and I did, and there's a, like a wonderful story there. Um, but then China, right? Like it's like China's showing their kids, um, yes, science videos. And STEM videos and they're showing us like 
worthless potato dances and like and so so we start to and it's like the security issues and and look the security issues on TikTok are real like they like they know they know deep stuff right and so then you know I had to go through this process of like I went so we took a year um we've decided to go back to TikTok and here's why because um TikTok is a great way to reach people with our message Yes. And just because look, China's gonna do what China's gonna do. Um, me not being on the platform does not at all serve my audience, right? And my message is not about like, ooh, hide from China, not at all. Um, my message is about freedom through income growth. And so it's like if I gotta go into the matrix to pull people out of the matrix, right. like that's what I'll do, right? So we are um starting to go back onto TikTok and we're creating channels to target um the types of two things, real estate agents. Uh, that's our, that's one of our core client bases. And, and, and two is wellness doctors, people that help people beat cancer, the people that helped me beat cancer, right? Like we want to serve those people more. We already serve a ton of them. Um, so we're creating TikTok channels to go after that. Are we going to do skits? I would love to do skits. Um, you know, are we in that season? I mean, let's, let's see. I'm not exactly sure. Because I do skits with my family, my kids and stuff, you know. So fun. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. They're hilarious. Uh, no, and I know multiple people who are consultants, coaches in various niches who are making six plus figures a year just from their TikTok audience. Yes. Selling consulting, you know, by the hour packages. or It's insane. That's why we're going back onto TikTok because we feel like, we feel strongly uh, that there is a big audience there for us to serve. Um, and, and look at the end of the day, my business partner, um, Jesse Davis, uh, Jesse, did yeah. you know, Jesse? Yeah. From, yeah. I, I've met him. At, uh, you met him. Okay. Yeah. Thailand, uh, he American creator in Thailand with his wife and kids. He, he's sort of like the dar man of Thailand. Um, yeah. they have eight, a huge channel too. A, a huge channel. I want to say 8 million, 9 million, but they have two gold play buttons, something like four silver play buttons. So he's sort of our content um, strategist, right? And he comes in and consults on us with content, but also uh, he's created a course in our in our program on multi-platform strategies, how to get big on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, watch, right? All these, by the way, are on our website at acceleratusmedia.com. You got to know how to spell Acceleratus <laughs> Media. And that's how I can tell if somebody really wants to find our content, you know, it's like, <laughs> but you know, you can search as difficult as possible. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, this is like the maze to get to me. So um, like, this is what, what he has said over and over again is like, at the end of the day, you want eyeballs on your content. You want attention from the culture. And so, you know, the multi-platform creator is, is the process of the future, right? Like we talked about trends and staying ahead of trends. You know, like multi-platform is a trend and YouTube really makes it easy, right? Because you can upload a video on YouTube, remix it. I don't know if you guys are using remix. Remix has been a great tool for us. Okay. Remixing it, downloading the remix, putting it on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Right. So you can also be creating and you should be creating like reels, like shorts specific content, sure. but still uploading. So it, so it, so it tanked on YouTube, but went viral on TikTok, like. Oh, my channel. Like that's the old model of YouTube, right? I, I'm not saying that there's not value in that, right? Like you don't want to release a number one video and then a number seven video. Like that's not positive, but like 
you could always unlist the YouTube video and right. then keep the TikTok video, right? Yeah. Like multi-platform, I think is the place that you need to be. Like everyone needs to be thinking is like, um, and, and what is your, like your, if you can, like we create trackers for our clients and we don't believe in being everywhere, right? We right. believe in picking your big three, right? So it's like YouTube, social, um, and, and lead gen is kind of like our thing, right? Like YouTube is where your, is your Netflix. You, YouTube should definitely be where your heart and soul content goes. Right. Um, but then like, you need to pick a social platform and you need to pick a business platform. So, so it, for us, it might be like YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, right? That those are my big three. Like sure. those, that's where I want to be involved for other people. It might be like YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram, right? Uh, it might be YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, Instagram being like where you're hoping to convert or, or, or you, you know what I mean? But now you've got like, hey, you've got a strategy for it. And it's not like I'm just going to be everywhere. I, I feel like there should be a certain amount of exclusivity. There should be a certain amount of like, you won't find this anywhere else. Right. Uh, and and wh whatever you can do to facilitate that, I, I think is wise as a creator. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. So cancer diagnosis, you said three years ago. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how you got well. And you shared quite a bit on Facebook over time, but what, what are some of the key elements behind your healing journey? Because this is something that we're all going to encounter in our lives. We buried yeah. my mom on her 61st birthday. Um, from cancer? From cancer, yeah. <clears throat> so this is something that is going to touch all of us in some way, unfortunately. If it hasn't already. If it hasn't already. And... Uh, yeah, just snapshot, you know. Yeah, so I'd love to give you guys like a pre and a post, right? So um, what got me into cancer is is how I got out of cancer. Uh, and I feel like this is the key is that cancer is not a genetic disease. You did not get it from your grandmother. Um, but my grandma had it. My dad had it. I get that. You had similar lifestyles, Right. And your genes can be turned on and turned off. This is what we call epigenetics, right? So it's like, what? Okay, so you have blue eyes. Your genes decided that, right? But you have the chemical makeup for green eyes, maybe brown eyes. Like, why did blue eyes get turned on? Well, they were the dominant gene, perhaps. Okay, well, why, right? Maybe is there more? Was there more blue-eyed members in your family tree? Or is it because... Uh, there are certain environmental factors like the sunlight that your your families have lived in, right? Like, you, you know, uh, the that that affect what, you, you know, ICLA will be best for you. So there's a lot of questions to be asked. Now, the medical system is based off this genetic model and chemotherapy is a genetic, uh, it targets genes, right? Specifically, fastly replicating genes, right? So chemotherapy is trimming the trees, right? But it's not, pulling the bush out by the root, right? So in chemotherapy, 97% of all chemotherapy um, uh, globally from America to China to Europe, 97% failure rate. Cancer comes back, patient dies. 97% failure of chemotherapy globally. The US is the only country that's not approaching this. Europe is approaching this. China is approaching this. They're going, hey, this is not working. Our people are dying. And it's very, very interesting because I could go into like socialist models and like how like like the workers are needed to work. 
Um, so they're working to save our lives. But in America, it's like every man for himself, make what you can. Now, I'm not a Marxist. I'm not, so I'm, a, I'm a, like a red-blooded American. Like, I love my freedom. But I find that that's interesting, that, that our country, like, we're aware of these stats. Like, that was an American study. You can look it up. Dr. Peter Glidden talks a lot about this. He's been canceled all over the place for talking about it. Right, um, right. Sure. If 97% of cases are, are, are failing, why? okay, so that let me start with that. Right. Oh, and this is sounding so conspiratorial, but hang on. I, I, but I, but I am 100% cancer free without chemotherapy and without radiation. Okay. So that's key. Right. So you asked me about my healing journey. Um, I, I grew up, I, I, I grew up, I grew up in a porn. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Um, look, uh, I grew up with very little attention paid to me. Right. Um, and, uh, because of that, I had a certain worldview, uh, it's like, you got to work to be valuable. You got to work to be seen. So I had a workaholic lifestyle. I was a workaholic. Um, I was not replenishing myself. I was like burning the candle at both ends and then like going to the gym and going to church to maintain that I'm this good balanced person. Right. So it was no surprise when, when cancer, erupted in my body. Right. And I went through, I went through chemotherapy and I went through radiation and I did all of those things that they told me to do. And four years later, the cancer came back. Um, you can see it on my channel. If you go back on my channel these years and you see like Owen went bald and and did this thing when it came back again, they told me it was terminal. They said, your cancer has come back. It is now resistant to the chemo. They said, we're not even going to try to give you chemo again because it's resistant to it. Uh, And they gave me two years to live. They sent me home to get my affairs in order. Um, And, you know, they offered me some counseling and grief management and and all these kinds of things. So uh, we went through that process and there was a mourning and there was a weeping and a wailing time Um, that happened. and, and, And we'll save that for a much heavier podcast. But you know, at the end of the day, I felt the Lord say to me, um, I, you know, you can do all things, right? You can do all things. So I was like, I, I can be cancer. There are people, I was like, I, there are people that beat cancer. I could beat cancer too. Uh, so I started to look it up, right? And it's like, hey, guess what causes cancer? Um, people who were neglected, abused as children. Why? They tend to have negative self-talk, which leads to dangerous behaviors like um, suicidal thoughts, depression, drinking, drugs. I'm like, check, check, check. You know, it also leads to overwork, burning the candle at both ends. Um, It leads to putting other people's needs above your own needs. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a pleaser. Uh, So I started to undo all those things. I started to eat healthier, uh, immediately switched to a plant-based diet. No more toxins in my diet, right? No more toxins, right? Like, am I anti-meat? No, man. I but but meat is full of cancer. If you're trying to grow muscle, it meat's good for you. If you're trying to grow cancer, meat's good for you. Do not eat meat while you're on a cancering process. It will grow your tumors. Uh, there there may be some exceptions to that. Um, uh, some blood cancers and whatnot have shown some some different things. But like, I immediately began to undo the lifestyle and, and, and search more for like 
creating an environment in my body where cancer could not grow. Mm. So I'm doing, I'm doing like emotional work to change the self-talk, right? Yeah. I'm valuable. I'm worth um, taking time off to recharge. Um, I, I deserve to have all the clients in the world. Not like I deserve all the clients, but like I deserve it. I should dress like it. I should act like it. I'm worthy of it. There's no reason they couldn't do business with me, right? right. Like it's that type of thing. Um, began to fuel my body with 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 environment with only food that was toxic to cancer. So like, um, in the beginning, I went keto. I did keto vegan for two years, and then okay. switched to juicing. Right. Uh, and and there's a strategy there. It's like starve the tumors out, get them to stop growing. We did that. Um, I did a seven day fast at a at a fasting clinic in in um, Ohio. It's like this incredible experience. Um, did that twice in the two years. Did a two seven day fast. Um, tumors were unrecognizable. Doctor was like, just like you went from full of cancer to like maybe you have cancer, but there was still a maybe, and I needed to switch. I needed my body to push the tumors out. That's when I switched to juicing, right? I switched to detoxing, sauna every day, um, um, uh, green shake. Dude, I was drinking like 60 ounces or more of straight carrot juice. That's five pounds of juiced carrots every day while building a business. And yeah, so um, I did that. And then um, I got another test. Uh, went to a new doctor. By this time, I wasn't even seeing my oncologist. There's a limit to what your hospital can do. Like, sure. they're not going to teach you this. Like, you, you have yeah. to learn this stuff elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working with new doctors now. We're working with tests that don't put radiation in your body, like CT scans, just like fill you up with radiation. So it's like, there's many people in cancer that, that got second cancers from, in fact, I told my doctor, I don't want to do CT scans anymore because of all the excess radiation studies show that more than 2.5 CT scans per year increase your chance of a secondary cancer by like 80%. Oh my gosh. She says, this is what she says. I said, I don't want to do CT scans anymore. They, they give me radiation. She goes, yeah, but those, she goes, radiation poisoning takes 20 years and you're not going to live 20 years. When she said that to me, it was like, okay. So my doctor doesn't really believe I'm going to heal. Despite the fact that I'm doing great, bro. Like my color came back. My energy came back. Like I dropped like 50 pounds, gained 10 of it back, like looking really good. She sees my tumor shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. But then she's like, no, but you're still going to die. And oh that's the chemo belief, right? That's the chemo world. Because in the chemo world, it always comes back and kills you, yes. right? So that's what – so I go, I'm not going to see this doctor anymore. I get this new doctor. He's a holistic doctor. He's got a lot of cancer patients. Um, does this new test. Within two years, little bit more than two years, cancer-free diagnosis, no cancer detected in my body whatsoever. That was like two months ago. Wow. So, um, I, I'm eating more meat these days. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to a Brazilian steakhouse tomorrow night, you know? Yummy. So, but I'm better. Um, but I had to do every, I had to undo right. everything that I had done. Cause like it's, do genetics play a role in cancer? Yeah. You're, 
your genes are there. Like the cancer genes, if they're active right now, they're active right now. But you can change your lifestyle to turn those genes off. And right. this is like – this is called epigenetics. There's a great book called uh, by Dr. Ben Lynch called Dirty Genes. Read that book, you, you know, and, um, you know, you learn why you, you learn about that stuff. So I had to go through a process of, like, learning about it and then actually doing it. Well, and it's not just what you put in your body and your treatments, but you you – talked a lot about your mindset and yeah. giving yourself the rest. I remember when my mom was doing chemo, she uh, would, would laugh at the, the snack tray they would hand out because it was Cheetos and donuts and chips at the hospital. At the hospital. And she's thinking she's, she was a smart lady. She's like, this is not what we should be eating right now. And it's funny because I've lived in the UK for two and a half years. A lot of the crap that they handed her in the hospital, um, is it that stuff's illegal in yes. Europe and the yes. UK because yes. of the red dyes and all the other crap? This is what I mean when I say like the so the number one treatment for cancer in the UK right now is mistletoe extract, oh. and the scientific name I I want to say it's um I I I don't know I I I have it I I actually did mistletoe injections and. One of my favorite doctors, Dr. Nasha Winters, also cancer survivor, 20-year survivor. She just wrote a book on mistletoe and mistletoe. It's okay. incredible, bro. And it's different strands of mistletoe. And like when you Ooh. mix this mistletoe with that mistletoe, it, it's it's really incredible. So that's the number one. Now, now, it's interesting. Why is that? Well, number one is it's most chemo comes from the U.S. So the U.K. has to pay like import and all this different stuff, mistletoe's cheaper. So again, socialist mindset, like, you know, cheaper is good for the people, you know, but there's also like, we don't want all the people to die. So, <laughs> we don't want the people to die. Yes. So, so and, and in America, they are. In America, it feels like there's an overpopulation agenda that they're just kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's what it feels like. I'm not going to go that far, but like, because it's like there, you guys know everyone's dying, right? Like, right. walk into a chemotherapy infusion center, mm -hmm. everyone's dying, right? Yes. They they look like death, mm -hmm. but when you go into these alternative clinics, right, um, everyone is alive and and they've been doing well for a while, and it's like, okay, well, they've only survived for seven months. It's like, yeah, but they're also playing tennis. They're not at the hospital. Uh, eight hours on a Friday getting like chemicals injected, like the lifestyle's better. They told me that they could give me a chemo for my um, side effects because I, I definitely had symptoms, right? Like there was a reason I went to the hospital. Um, and I had what's called myasthenia gravis, right? So like my my upper nerves, it's terrifying, bro. Like I was I was twisting a, a door, I was unscrewing a doorknob um, and my whole body just like collapsed. Like I I couldn't do anything. And so I'm like, when is this going to pass? Like if a dog attacked my daughter right now or, or some stranger came to the door, like, you know, you're in this very vulnerable position. So like, oh, well, we give you chemotherapy for that. Oh. Uh, and, and so now I'm in this chemotherapy chair for like driving 45 minutes to the hospital. It's like, this is not the life I want to live. I'm like, if I only got two years left, then I'm going to show my kids what it means to go down kicking and 
fighting. I'm going to show them what it means. They're going to say, my dad fought for me, right? Um, the vision of just plugging into a chemotherapy thing didn't feel like fighting. It felt like quitting. Um, and I, I, that's me. And, and the, I think that some people feel like it is fighting, but like, I'm telling you the future of cancer, um, is in turning your body on it's, it's getting rid of the crap and letting your body do what it does. It will recognize cancer. When you get to a healthy enough place, your body will recognize cancer as a foreign invader. And when that happens, your body fights it off and it's revolutionary, but it's like our ancestors knew it. Um, we just have to kind of like get back to that a little, a little bit. I wholeheartedly agree. And you mentioned socialism and I'm I, like you, I'm, I'm a red blooded American, but you know, the happy, comes, shiny YouTube interview talking yeah, about socialism. Yeah. Well, you know, but, but also there's socialist things that we all accept in America, like fire department, police department, the highway people that fix the roads, like that's kind of socialist, but I'm okay with it. And I wish that our healthcare system would kind of make a pivot to actually care about people and not just the money it's it's the allopathic model right like um there there are some services like uh, when i think of the government's role i think of fire departments i think of uh, roads um and and whether it's socialist or the balance of powers right is like government does this government doesn't do all these things right um i don't know that government involvement is is the problem as much as it is the allopathic model, right? So there's allopathic and naturopathic. Yes. Allopathic is the solution comes from outside. So a pill, a drug, uh, a thing, and and it's it's a masking of symptoms, right? So the allopathic model is if you don't have symptoms, you're not sick. Sure. Um, the the naturopathic, also called the Ayurvedic model, right? Like. This is like the cycle of of healing, right? So, um, your body, um, uh, your body goes through these different levels of inflammation, and and various diseases are associated with different levels of inflammation. Cancer being the last, right? right. Um, so after cancer, like it doesn't get any more inflamed than that, right? right? Um, and so reversing it comes from removing the obstacle. This is chiropractic, right? Chiropractic is a is a naturopathic model. It's uh, B.J. Palmer, who founded chiropractic, is like um, his quote is um, the body needs no help, just no interference. Right. So oh. it's remove the obstruction, let the water flow. His whole thing was get your spinal, your spinal column tells your body what to do. I right. think that's important. But I also think that, like, if you get a, a diagnosis and you do the Eeyore thing, it's like, well, that's it for me. I've had a good run. You know, if you do that, I, I think your chances of survival are very, very low. Sure. Uh, in fact, my first rule of surviving cancer is you have to believe oh, that you yeah. were meant to survive this, that it was written in the book of time before whatever, fate, whatever. It was written in the book of time that, like, you were to get this to conquer it and show everybody. Like, that's your starting belief. My starting belief, Justin, was that – um, this was God's way of um, showing me I was worthless. Um, this was God's way of of laughing at me and taunting me for one last time. Dude, and I was a mature Christian believer at this time, but I got so depressed right. when I got my diagnosis. Hmm. I was like, everything I knew 
it was like out the window and it was just like felt sorry for myself and just that's it that's my life just to die here so my wife can remarry my my some other look all of that was faulty thinking what i really learned was like god was like look you got yourself into this mess first of all right like yeah. you you were the one doing this this and this but i'm going to show you how to get out right and you said you had the sense that all things are possible in in god Yes. Yes. And, and that, and again, there's this belief that like, I was made to conquer this. Like I developed a worldview that was like, your, your kids are going to watch you do this. Your YouTube audience is going to watch you do this. Your Facebook audience is going to watch you do this. And they're going to believe that it's possible for them too. And I got to tell you, man, like it's not a part-time business, but it could be if I were to start cancer coaching, I, my DMS already get loaded every day with people, my uncle, this, my cousin, that, um, right. And so I become this de facto, here's what I did. I wrote some blogs on it, beatcancerwithme.com. I do upload videos from time to time on this. Um, it's a passion for me. Yeah. Cancer can be beaten at any age in any stage. Um, but, uh, and I believe that chemotherapy can play a role. I hate to admit it. Like, I hate to admit it that there, there can be a role for chemo is, you know, in some certain, but it's usually, anyway, it's, it's, it's a thing that I do and it is a big part of who I am. And, um, I'm excited to begin like, again, like I feel like here I am, I'm in my forties, my early forties. And I'm like, I get a whole new chance to do life with this renewed sense of vigor and excitement. And so I want to live every day to the fullest. I have a clear vision of my mission and my purpose in life. And YouTube's a part of that, but it's more about like the people I'm going to meet through it and inspiring and motivating and encouraging them. Like, that's really what I want to do. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to do that. I see the fire in your eyes as you say, and it's contagious. That energy is so contagious. Um, quick lightning round, and then I'll let you go, okay? Good. Well, not good that you're letting me go. But like, <laughs> great. Thank hey, goodness. Like, Get me out of here. <laughs> What's one book that you would recommend everyone read? Traction by Gino Wakefield, maybe? Something like that? Gino yep. Traction is great. Foundate. You're not going to need it all. But Traction is a book you should have on your – it should always be available as a physical book that you – I have it on audio as well. Right. Um, uh, incredible book. Yeah, on how to, how to like structure and grow a business. Ooh, love it. Okay. Uh, who was the best Batman? Christian Bale. Correct and, answer. Correct answer. Yes. You know, and I, I think it has to go with Christopher Nolan too. Like Fair. I love Michael Keaton, and I love that Michael Keaton was willing to take the role. Um. So there's a lot there, but like just the, the new ones were excellent. Totally agree. And that is the only correct answer. Uh, ahead, would, you, would you rather talk to animals, have the ability to literally speak to all animals or know how to speak every language on earth? Every language on earth, even two, man, give me two. Like I love about my dog that I don't know what he's thinking, that I get to like <laughs> dog, I'd be like, you're so happy. You're such a happy dog. And inside, he's like, I don't know, maybe wrestling emotionally with something. I have no idea. Um, or, or, <laughs> or when he goes outside to use the restroom and he just stares at you. It's like, what are you thinking? I'd rather not Watching know. me the whole time. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, you know, exactly. Uh, three more. What's your favorite meal? Favorite meal. Man. Your right birthday, now. Eat, right yeah. now, my favorite meal is butternut squash cooked like a steak. Okay. Um with with maybe like a side of of steamed vegetables um th that life that is lighting my fire right now 
Oh, I love uh, it. So absolutely. Yeah, I love plant-based eating. I love it. DC or Marvel? DC, without a doubt. Marvel is for children. Um, <laughs> Marvel is Disneyland for, like, I, I can't believe there are grown men adults that, like, go to Marvel movies. <laughs> These are, to me, they are such Disneyland cotton candy corporate crap. Where, like, DC gave us the new Batman. Yes. Uh, even um, Superman was dark, right? Like, there is a reality to DC, yeah. right? Where, where Marvel's like, shticks, like, look, it's Stan Lee again. Like, give me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. Final question. What is your least favorite word? Oh, my least favorite word? I think is mine's least... moist. I don't like moist. Anything related to the bathroom. Anytime okay. somebody starts talking about like what they did in the bathroom, I'm like, are what are we in third grade here? <laughs> like, I I actually start challenging my friendships. I'm like, this guy is talking to me about noises he was making this morning, and I'm like, I how did I get into this group? I have to stop bowling. You know, it's <laughs> like I got to find a new church. No, I'm kidding. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's really, it's the kids. It's like, as soon as that talk starts, like potty talk starts coming in, because I'm a dad, it's like the whole car goes. And I'm just like, what happened to my life? Intellectual, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so funny. Owen, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I had a blast. I hope, I hope we air the whole thing. This is a long interview. It was good. Yeah, it's so fun. So fun. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, bro. Talk soon. Hey, buddy.